1: Alright, right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Forever Blue Shirts Radio. Obviously, this is not the usual voice that you hear introducing the show, but we have a very legit reason for that. I am John Luke Shapiro, alongside a fellow 4B contributor, Kevin Krupe, Russell Hartman. The man who is usually introducing this podcast cannot make it today. He had a prior engagement, but he will be back on the next podcast. So it's just Kevin and I here today. We do not have a call up for the top line, so we no, should be good no. to go. It Kevin,
2: is. we're on the penalty kill once again. Of course, yes, of Kevin. Oh well, yes, but you know, how
1: are you doing today?
2: It's good. It's good. You okay, know, usual stuff. But uh, we are a subsidiary of ForeverBlueShirts.com. Yes, com. Yes, please we are. check us out for all the latest rumors updates and you know opinion pieces the best
1: source for independent rangers news yes arguably we we put a lot of good content out there and we just try to make sure that uh you know we 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 are we're not subjective and we just do our best to try and report good honest quality reporting but anyways that being said after we're done paying the bills let's jump right into it (laughs) (laughs) let's jump right into it so uh If you haven't already heard the news, uh, Leah Sanderson has currently requested a trade after being sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack after basically a lackluster performance up with the big club in New York. Now give or take what you may think or what you want to say. This is definitely disappointing news for the organization because Anderson was seen as a linchpin for this rebuild. And even though there are players like Carl Henriksen who are budding in the wings and the emergence of Philip Heedle and the emergence of Mika Zibanejad uh, and the unknown resurgence of Ryan Strom, it kind of makes... And also Brett Howden too. It kind of makes Elias a tad bit expendable. You know, it, it's it's frankly it's a little concerning, but it's also kind of sad to see how how this whole saga ended up coming out to be. Now, here's my thing, and feel free to interject
2: whenever, Kevin. It's okay, um, I'll interject <laughs> right now. Um, so, what I was thinking. <laughs> Good segue, but go ahead. Thank you. No, no, no. I was just I was just messing with you. Go ahead.
1: No, I, what I was just gonna say basically is that you know, when Anderson was, uh, <laughs> don't make that face, May I? Kevin. When when Anderson <laughs> was uh, basically. Traded for, if you think about it, because the seventh overall pick was used on him, um, he was basically—you don't want to say put—not put in a, a position to succeed. But if you go up on what the Rangers actually wanted to do in that draft, and that was basically pick Elias Patterson or maybe players of that ilk, or so to speak, it just kind of seemed like he did—he kind of, did kind of get a raw deal at the start. But either way, the yep. Rangers picked him, and three years down the line it just didn't seem like he was able to put it together well, you know it was, frankly that was concerning
2: for Leas it was he was noted as one of the top prospects him and Hedl at the time and that was like the first time the Rangers had a first round pick in a long time it was their own as well as as you said Arizona's but you know Leas was looked at as this golden guy you know he's going to be the number two center and it's just Unfortunately for him, the Rangers decided to go into a rebuild. They drafted him with the expectation of him coming and helping the team right away. He was seen as the most ready NHL prospect. That wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. He went back to Sweden where he won a silver medal and threw it to the stands, and everybody loved that. <laughs> but, you know, that was kind of foreshadowing if you really think about it. It's just uh, as you could you could say that's oh, this competitive spirit, he doesn't want to lose, isn't that, but it's unsportsmanlike.
1: No, absolutely. No one,
2: no one does that. And at the time, no. obviously, we weren't feeling that way because it's like, oh, it's so cool. We got a guy with attitude. We got a guy just doesn't want to lose. He's going to be great. So, yeah, it's good in that moment. But it's really the hindsight here is just that was a really bad look for a prospect. Well, and you know, another that thing too. But that, that might have just added to the bad taste of the Rangers organization's mouth. And that's why he might have had a shorter leash. But with Leus, it's just he had – If you want to say he didn't have opportunities, stop.
1: He had opportunities. No, that's true.
2: If he was on the big club, that means he had a good enough chance to move up in the line at any time in the game, any time in the season, and he just didn't show enough to the coaches who are being paid to do this.
1: Well, I think I think another thing that plays part into that to interject too. I think one thing that plays a part into all that is, um, you know players are very aware of when they get where they get selected. Any player that yeah. tells you that he's not aware of where he gets selected is basically lying to you. Um obviously when you're picked 7th overall and the Rangers a a big market team, basically, you know, trying to rebuild their organization, any player is going to have pressure to uh try and succeed. And also too, I mentioned this during one of the previous podcasts that we had was uh, the Kratzoff effect, basically, is what I'm going to call it. And this happens with pretty much any player that's drafted. Basically, what it is, is um, they have this very... It, it's more with the fans than anything, but it's basically when a player is picked by a team, and then everybody scurries to YouTube, or people go before the draft and look on YouTube and look up highlight reels, and basically make an assumption on a player so when the rangers picked anderson you knew everyone went to youtube to look up some of his highlights and even as he was developing they went through to his highlights and frankly he actually wasn't you know you you see the way that he played around the ice he was very tenacious he was putting himself in the
2: dirty areas and he, he was, was really two, he was a good two-way center yeah he was, was supposed to be the, the replacement for it. stepan Look, look how good he is defensively, and he has some good upside, but a, the problem was, it seemed that the Rangers drafted him at his ceiling. Yeah, basically. To a certain extent. It's just, you. again, you could say that he didn't get an opportunity, he didn't play with the right guys, but the fact that Brendan Smith has more points than him well, does state, yeah. does, you know, it paints a picture, and it's just, yeah, Howden is, in, is on the fourth line now, too, but he isn't a dumpster fire, he isn't giving no, a lot of chances, not. and he's scoring goals, and you know, he's, they're still kids, and the issue... Think think of it this way. If the Rangers didn't have the surplus of prospects like they do now, we would still see Leas on the third line. Oh, no, of course. Or even the second line. But the problem is you have Hedl. You have Kako. You have Kratsov. You have Howden. You have all of these young guys who are trying to break their way into the NHL roster, or they're trying to keep their foothold in a, in a roster spot. And Leas Anderson just wasn't up to par now am i saying he's a terrible player no i'm just
1: no i don't I'm think anyone's assumption. saying that he,
2: he might go somewhere else and thrive like we did see with Vlad amestikov when he first got traded to ottawa but you know it's just it might just not be his play style you know he was drafted for another reason he didn't automatically get to that reason and you know he wasn't fulfilling what the rangers thought he would and that's unfortunate but Going down the line, it's just, it didn't, he never really impressed a lot of people. And don't get me wrong, I was mad, too. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, oh, it's, I knew this was going to happen. I didn't.
1: I no, really, I don't think anyone expected I this thought, to happen.
2: I thought it was going to be really. the Hedl effect, where he did get sent down in the beginning of the year, but... We've even you know, mentioned
1: that on the this second, podcast, too. Like, we've mentioned Yeah, I mean, that.
2: like, I thought that was a terrible move to send him down, but I thought it would have the Hedl effect, because Hedl came up and played great, but... You know, it just goes to show you how well, how more mature Hedl is than Anderson is.
1: Well, my main concern is, you know, pertaining to his demotion in Hartford. Now, you can make the case, this is arguably one of the legitimate gripes that I have with this whole situation. Basically, if he had at least gotten on the third line at least once with the big club, then maybe, you know, that should have been something that happened. But either way, with the way that the team was playing while he was here, they were playing reasonably well. So, you you know, as a coach, even though he openly admitted to saying that he gave Brett Howden a little bit more of a leash, you can understand that in a sense because um, it seems both the players are different in the sense that Howden's way more defensively responsible than Anderson. And it seems like he was a lot better on the draws. So as a coach, you're willing to give a player like that a little more leeway. Now, my concern is go down to Hartford, pick up your chops, and just do something. You know, he's been in the AHL before. You know, you take this as motivation. He's definitely someone who's a spirited competitor. So why not go down to this AHL Put up the numbers or Deuce. not even put up the same type of numbers. But this is the thing. This something thing. similar he, to he what has Hedl to did. He know
2: that at least three roster spots are going to be open for him in February. Oh, absolutely. At least one for him and one for Kratsov. So, like, unless he's just foreseeing what potentially could happen, you know, this coming year or next year or anything like that, it's just – Leah Anderson just chose to go – Nuclear at the the worst time possible because the Rangers couldn't quickly trade him. No, at that no, because you know he 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 declared this literally after the trade freeze happened, and it's just unfortunate for the the Rangers. But it's just it does look bad I on hope he reconsiders, because I
1: frankly.
2: I hope he does too. But unfortunately, it looks like he probably will get traded, and it it it's just it's just one of those things. Like, but at the end of the day, he is. Next year is his last contract. Last year, Elvis' contract. So, if they do trade him away, it's not like they can't ask for nothing. No, no. It's just but... they can't ask for everything that they wanted. It's yeah. just, you know, do you see a Puglia-Yarvi kind of trade now? Maybe not. Probably not. No, but I don't, I don't see that. Do you see some picks coming back for the Rangers? Definitely. Well, I mean, but I, not, absolutely not, nothing. Gets, nothing gets substantial, obviously not because he's not playing in the the NHL. It's just if you really look at it from a standpoint of, like, the Rangers, it looks bad because he... Him and some... Who was the other place? Was it Was a Gropp?
1: Ryan Gropp, yeah.
2: Ryan Gropp both decided... Well, to that's a different, different
1: story in its own right. That's
2: a different story, but just <laughs> generally speaking, those two, um, Kratsov, and I'm blanking on the other name that went back to the EU. Uh, Ryuninen
1: went back Ryuninen, to... Ryuninen, yeah, yes. Yeah, he went
2: back to but the EU. He went back knowing he probably wouldn't get a spot, so that's not uncommon. It's just the fact that those four things happened... Within the same year, says one of two things: it says that the Rangers' prospect pool is so deep that these players have an idea that they don't want to play here. So you could you could check back with Jimmy Vesey. you check back with Kevin Hayes or Adam Fox or any of these guys that end up on the Rangers from other teams. It happens all over the league. The fact that it happened yeah, four times not just
1: with European players, I mean, Canadian just a, kids do it all the time. Yeah,
2: it's a weird coincidence. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, it, but it's just a weird coincidence, man. And if you want to look into it and say the Rangers organization is bad or you know they're handling it poorly sure because they aren't used to this they aren't no. used to having a huge surplus well, the of fans aren't used prospects. to it either but the only issue is that they're so logjam at the forward position with all these guys most likely on their way out yes for fast Ryan Strom uh Greg McKeg is going to be gone after this year Brendan Lemieux I mean, Lemieux needs to re sign but he also is a pending UF, a pending uh so we all
1: know Lemieux is probably going to get re-signed. Oh, you're definitely, probably thinking of Michael Haley and but... Brendan Smith more than likely.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. But like Chris Kreider is going to be gone, obviously, the deadline. It's just, you know, with the NHL experience he had where he could get a top three or even top two center ice positioning, you know, stint. It's just, it's just questionable. Why would you do this now?
1: Well, let me, let me add and, a point here, if you don't mind, Kevin. Um, I, I do
2: mind actually. So, how about you
1: <laughs> let me finish? <laughs> Jeez, Kevin. Go gosh, no. But it, it's funny you mention that, though, because uh, reports were coming out that the Rangers were going to trade him for uh, Puliaryarvi. That was going to be a thing, but it seemed as if Edmonton wasn't too keen on it. Now. In all respect to Leus, I think he's a solid player, but I I think drafting him seventh overall maybe kind of overstated his value a little too much, because it seems as if unless he really doesn't, it's not about his work ethic because we all know that he can work hard. He worked hard in Hartford. He worked hard to make the team. It's not what it is. Yeah, but I yeah. think what there's certain parts of his game that definitely need to be addressed. You know, like perfect example was, and I've referenced this before. I think the player was Curtis Gabriel. Okay. Um, he's in Lehigh. I don't Valley. think you
2: referenced it with me before, so I don't yeah, recognize. it. But...
1: I, I, I've, I've said this so many times over the last couple of days. I tend to forget because I'm like brain dead now. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Seasonal depression and all. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Um. So <laughs> he, <laughs> so he was skating down the wing. And it was against Curtis Gabriel, if I'm getting the name right. And he couldn't create any separation against him. Now, Curtis Gabriel is not the most fleet of foot. And he wasn't creating any separation. And that really reminded me of the times that I would see him play on the ice with the Rangers. Now, you can say that, yeah, he probably didn't get a fair share because he was playing with Brendan Smith and Michael Haley or Greg McKeag. But let's be real here. Like you said, Smith has put up points on his role. Michael Haley has a point on one that point. Thias like
2: Anderson also has uh, an assist. Yeah. But if you really look at it, yeah, it's it's hard to do a lot with an average ice time of nine minutes and thirty seconds. But it's just it it just always seemed like at the beginning of the season, David Quinn was really just playing with two lines at some points. Yeah. that's like in that's the start period, period. it was really just like yeah. It really—it was like eight guys he would play with, and he would shuffle around with two defensive pairings. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to lump that in as like something else you want to consider, well, be no, my it's guest, definitely but,
1: a fair criticism because he yeah, definitely could have it's, been it's used one, a lot more.
2: It's one thing to have your ice time be limited when you're a rookie, but the fact that it's gone down over the past three seasons—it's telling, just, though. It's like, you know, you go from 12 minutes to 10 minutes and 45 seconds down to 9 minutes and 30 seconds. But you would think don't by worry, now I'm, I'm he would have to s- develop of my computer, something. So don't think I'm getting these numbers off of my head.
1: No, absolutely. But you <laughs> no, would but, think third third, third season in, you would dude, think he would at least have some sort of, you know, because if you look at no, but, guys I, but, like Butchnevich for an example, Butchnevich yeah. broke out. Even on the fourth line with Tanner Glass, and not to say that it was this thing where he was popping fifty in there, but you you see, people have to understand that um, those good those good um, oh, what was Quinn saying? Those good. Um, those good ideas or those good things that Brett Howden is doing is good, intentions, or good intentions. There we go. As corny as that sounds, it's it's true because he's doing the right thing. He's trying to put himself in the right spot. He's trying. And not to say that Lea's never really did that, but it seems as if um, it came out more and it didn't really come out more from Leas. It seemed like Leus was, you know, he made the team once, and I, I, I you know, I, I don't know. It's just it watching Leus play while he was in the big club, like being at the Garden and watching him play, it's so much different than watching it on TV. He really did look lost, and it's sad to it, see. It was.
2: It, it just really it was did. overwhelming because, like you said, you come to a big club and you know you know where you're drafted. So let alone the fact that you came to New York, the fact that you have these huge expectations going into the season, going into like your third year. It's it's overwhelming and just just to say the least. And I get how frustrating it can be to go down back to the AHL. It makes absolute sense that you don't want to go back down to the minor leagues just because you didn't get a fair shot. And he really, if you really want to, if you really want to go black and white right now. He did not get enough minutes to solidify some sort of, you know, response. That's not saying he. If, that's not saying like you know he should have played with Panarin, but you know play with Kako, mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. play with Strom. I play agree. with play with some veteran maybe Kreider or Butchenevich, somebody that you've either been used to or somebody you haven't played with before, and give him a shot. But it must have just been something else that the team either didn't like or felt like he didn't deserve because. You know, the Rangers have a center problem right now because yeah. they have of Adjed, Ryan Strobe, who's on his way out, and Phil Pito. And it's just Brent Howden and Sanderson Anderson, these guys that, you know, if you really look at it, like I said before, Leas could have had that good shot the rest of the season after the deadline. But, you know, it seems like the Rangers did really seem like see enough. But luckily for Kratsov, that's one less person... That he really needs to kind of beat, yeah, to get up here, yeah. So let's kind of shift our focus into that because there's this whole issue with Kratzel, Well, not issue; it's just now he's back. Now he got sent down to the the VHL, right?
1: Yeah, VHL, the in, VHL. in the KHL. Yeah,
2: yes, which is weird. The
1: Russian AHL,
2: where hockey players go to die. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just Tractor wasn't a good team at all. So when he got there, it's not like he was gonna save the entire season. Well that's what they were
1: expecting from him. Well, that's why he went that, back. Because
2: he played so well for them yeah. the year before. It's just he wasn't gonna be their savior again. It just no. wasn't the cards. And it's just I I don't I don't mind the fact that he went back over it. Most likely would we wouldn't have seen him until the deadline anyway, only because there is no roster spots open for him. Yeah. It's just Kratzov Kratsov has the opportunity to be a very good player. Well, he's
1: picking his play up with Hartford now, which is good because um, when he started, it just—you could tell—he just you can tell he just did not He really just didn't want to be in Hartford because he really thought he made the roster.
2: Well, he played like he did. That was no, thing.
1: which is true. No, he played well enough, but the and, and I totally understand the Rangers' reasoning for this is that they wanted to give him a top six forward spot. And I mean, you're, you're basically loaded right now with your top six right now with guys like Stroman Kreider. So that's two spots that are automatically guaranteed to him. Yeah. So as much as you want him to be on the team, you know, the Rangers were really trying to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a tad bit ironic, but I guess they hold to both Anderson and Kratsov in different levels. They, they didn't want to give, and this is the same reasoning for why Heedle was sent down too. Yes, yeah. they didn't want to give those guys uh, like bottom six minutes because it would hurt their development, and it makes sense because of their play style and their yeah, skill. they're not
2: they're not as defensive as Leah Anderson is. No, exactly, and I. That's think, that's another thing. Yeah. It's just the fact that Leah Anderson is defensively sound. The fact that he could play on the third and fourth lines means that the Rangers know he's good enough to play up here it's just he does need to work on his defensive game.
1: And it's not but, really an insult to him, I mean, it it's, no. it's you know, they 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 valued him enough that he made the team out of camp. Like it's I don't think they had like this this grudge against him because they were really pumping him as one of the guys for the future. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean to shift back just to Anderson real quick. You know, it's just you know the notion that the organization like hates these players or dislikes them. I mean, as much it's, as I'm it's like yeah. it's it it's it's really a little bit far fetched because I don't think organizations just draft players because they don't like them. Like I just think what ended up happening was is, you know, I guess you can say whether it's the coach, the organization or maybe Leus himself it was just a bit of a disconnect on what each person wanted. And, and it got to this point, you know, I think there were deficiencies in Anderson's game that could have been worked on in that role. Yep. And that maybe he should have taken a better approach at trying to fix it. But then maybe he should have been giving a little bit more of a leash. You, we can argue that till the chick, you know, to the cow's crow. I'm well, not the cow's crow. The rooster's crow. Comes
2: to roost.
1: Yeah. The chicken comes to roost. Yeah, that's right. It, it yeah. don't, don't, don't yeah. mind me. But, but it's, again, it's mo- moving back to Kratsov, you know, When he left, you know, I guess people kind of took a little bit more than what it needed to be, and we even said that here. That's
2: that's any fan base with any decision anybody makes
1: ever. Of course,
2: (laughs) it's like let's blow it out of proportion because we have nothing else to do. And don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, like on a slow season like this, where it is a rebuilding season, any news could be blown out of proportion just to, you know, get some clicks. Oh no,
1: absolutely. Oh yeah,
2: like. I'm sure, you know, it's just any news is good news when it comes to media. And, (laughs) you know, Kratzoff going back and then coming back here, it's, it's just like a feeding frenzy. But just to go back to something you said that I found really interesting. When you are scouting a player, just on any level, scouts would look for how you act in a game. And it, it connects to what you said before. When you do get a player that's drafted, when you're waiting for the draft, when you're expecting who you're going to pick, you're going to look at a lot of highlight videos. You don't see that player on an everyday basis. And mm-hmm. Steve, Stephen, he says he loves to sit behind the bench at games. He loves to sit behind whatever Rangers prospect bench it is and watch how the players interact with his teammates. He says it's about Nils Lundqvist. He said it about, I think he did see Kratzov a few times. Yes. And of course, Leas Anderson. So he's...
1: He also he, did it for he, Kako, too.
2: Of course he did it for Kako. So he's seeing these young players act on the bench, how they're reacting to a bad shift, how they're taking criticism, how they're talking to their players, if they're leaders, if they're taking directions properly, if they, you know, let's say they score a goal, do they celebrate it and stick with it for a little bit, or do they clean-cut, let's go back to the next shift. So scouts are looking at these guys for good, you know, personalities, good leadership, some sort of you know, personality that they want. So it's no way that they draft Leah Sanderson with like, Oh, this kid's good, but he sucks. No,
1: no, way. no, of course so not. So if
2: you're going to, if you're going to insult Leah Sanderson or Kratzov, anybody that's done any quote unquote negative, you know, thing towards the Rangers organization, just take a second and think there's no way the Rangers would ever draft these guys if they did not like them.
1: Oh no, of course not. No
2: one is that good. Yeah. To the point where they would get further than juniors. With a bad attitude.
1: Yeah, their 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 attitude isn't beyond reproach, you know. It, it's it, it's interesting you say that when it comes to their attitude because I I don't think Leah Anderson has a bad attitude. I, no, I, he's just competitive. I, he's just competitive, and, and and you have to admire that in a player, especially someone of his age. And, and the same thing for Vitali too. Like Kratzov, it, it it's you can't really fault him for him feeling like the way that he did I mean granted it was a little disappointing with you know him just not wanting to be in Hartford but I think you know especially you're a European kid coming over from you know Russia of all places you know it's kind of a culture shock you know you 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 spend a couple of months in New York and then all of a sudden, you have to go to the minor leagues when you think that your talent level is, you know, further than that. And, you know, and it's no knock against Hartford, but Hartford isn't New York. So.
2: Any AHL team isn't their affiliate.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you you can't really fault him too much to wanting to go back home and hone his skills in a place where he's yeah. comfortable. You know, and we even said that. You know, as you know, people were calling him immature. They were calling him out. And yeah, so, I'm so I, I, yeah, he I'm going just, just turned it to twenty. It. Yeah, he just turned so, twenty, and even I said that. You know, I, I'm I'm not immune to this. I I was you know I was a little bit hard on him but you know like every you know knowledgeable person or someone that has you know uh, a conscious I, I i changed my opinion a little bit because i started to see like well you know i understand this and i understand that so i really don't knock the kid for making a decision but then you see how the table's just turning now he's back here because of how everything fell apart in russia and yeah. the one thing that i'm liking now is that now that he's back here i think now he realizes more That um, he has a a shot to make the team sooner rather than later because we all know that, you know, Greg McKegg or Michael Haley can be gone from this team in a little bit. And it honestly wouldn't hurt him at this point of his development to stick him on a fourth line. Or maybe even on a third line and slot Howden back at the middle of the fourth line and yeah. just stick him on a third line because now the Rangers are at that point where they can do that. They've seen enough of Haley on the fourth line where they can just stick McKeg, Howden, and Smith there. And then you just slot, um, you know, uh, Kratsov on the third line with Hedel and stuff like that. I feel like the Philip Hedel promotion really changed a lot of things yeah. because now. It seems as if, even if you put up a little bit of numbers in the AHL, the team will reward you for it. And then again, this goes back to Anderson. You know, why couldn't he do that? Why didn't he do that? Who knows? But in Vitali's case, it seems like now I think he he scored a, a point in his first game, and I think he he has a couple of goals with the team so far. And yeah. and from reports from um, our guy Ricky Milliner and um and uh, our other uh, Wolfpack reporter Greg we see that they're saying that he has like a better attitude now in terms yeah. of like, you know, cause before I said that he was like moping around he was disappointed, but maybe he got, you know, shook a little bit. And they said, listen, man, like it's not the way. And the Rangers open welcomed him back with open arms. And it seems like he's responding a lot better. And I really hope that he's with this team before the end of the season, because I would just love to see how he would fare on on Broadway, I, I think it would be. I mean, you, you would probably, hope so. You Kevin. probably
2: realize that the fastest way to the NHL is actually the AHL. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not a knock against the KHL. He they play with men there. It's a more competitive league than the at AHL, where you would play with kids and you know, not to sugarcoat it, but washed up. NHLers, yeah, but the goal or, is know, the NHL though. That's the fifth thing. line kind of guys, if that makes sense. Yeah, but the goal but is
1: the NHL though. People know that the NHL is the prestigious league in the world, and, and it's also and
2: I, only because the the it's another thing. He still has to get used to the rink. Yeah, he doesn't have as much room to move, and it's that's the same old saying. It's like it takes time and yada yada yada. But at the end of the day, like Kratzov is a lot closer than he takes because when you first start in October, February seems so far away. We're in December already
1: yeah yeah you're telling december
2: me. <laughs> christmas is literally like if you're if whatever if depending on what we release, it's either today or it's yesterday so the trade deadline is soon than you think kratzoff could get called up in january they could make trades whenever it's just it's 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 nice to think that you know this team is getting younger we're getting rid of i don't want to say it's dead weight but it really is. They're <laughs> well, like getting rid he, of some cotton
1: Well, next thing you know, Kratsov might just be here after this podcast is released. Or he might be called up once we're done recording. <laughs> you, no,
2: just, just like that damn domestic-off domestic I somehow yeah. mentioned him twice, which is just baffling. But <laughs> if you really think about it, this, if you, if you want to look at it as positive as possible, after the deadline, the Rangers will have a much better idea of where they are going into next season. Because this is their core. At the at the end of the day, Panarin, Sabanajev, Buchnevich, Lemieux, uh, Kako, Kratzov, Hedo. Um,
1: ah, Green. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, besides the, the defense, we haven't talked about defense. Yeah. Defense is pretty much set. So, for well, at least for yeah, now, but could be some changes. Just, who knows? Could be some changes. But do the Rangers go after a bigger fish? Do they go after some depth guys, veterans? Who do they go after? If they do go after anybody do they make trades, do they get somebody back in a trade during February? It's all these questions. But if I were the Rangers, seeing Kratsov as much as possible should be, you know, item number one. And I don't agree with you with the whole fourth line thing. It's not his MO. It's not why Keo came up. It's why Howden's still here because he is a defensive guy. Yeah. Just if Kratzov comes up, that means Chris Kreider was traded, and there is Kratsov's spot.
1: I don't know. I have to disagree with you on that. I think. I think. No, uh, there's
2: there's no reason for
1: it. No, I think, I'm sorry. I th- I, no, no, I know, but I just I think that um, if the situation calls for it, and he he's doing well enough in Hartford, I, I really think he could. I mean, if, if Kako was able to do what he did on a on a third line, I mean, I know two different players, two different skill sets, but yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, Quinn is going to have to throw out his third line every so often. And if you're really yeah, trying no, to get this, if you're really now, trying to get this saying, kid I'm not to the NHL, line, no, no, I'm it's not one saying thing to fourth line. No, I'm not saying fourth
2: line. throw on the fourth line because they are defensively capable players. It's just Kretsov isn't that kind of player.
1: But I mean, do you, don't you think he might do well with a guy like Lemieux? Or, at well, least I, think a, do, or I think he would do. I think he would do great. Like, but like I
2: don't think he would do great with. Personally, I don't think the only person I think he could do well with is Howden. Only because Howden is decent at face-offs to the My point Lord, where... I, I,
1: I disagree with you there. I, I, I really think he could do well with a guy like, um, like Heedle because Hedl no, no, fast. No, no. Hedl can drive disagree- the play.
2: No, 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 no. no. You're, you're not getting it. I'm saying <laughs> yeah, not it the fourth like line. you with me. <laughs> I said if it's the, it's the third line, it is one thing. But you can't put him on a, on a fourth line with Howden, Smith, or McKeg or whoever else just to have him up. Because... That's what it's going to look like. You have to give this guy a chance to hit the top two, the top, the second line. That first line stays the same, but the second line, you know, whoever's there, but which it might just end up being heto it might end up being Hito, Kako, and Kratsov.
1: Which, but, if, if fully developed, would be a very talented second line.
2: It's exactly. <laughs> that was be an extremely talented, talented line with Buchnevich, Zbadjad, and Panarin on the first. Yeah. So. Then, again, going back to it, it's like, then they could look at depth, guys. Then they could, say, like, okay, who do we need to fill out the third line? And maybe there's a Tyler Toffoli you could sign in the offseason. Well, I don't know. I'm always saying that because Well, no,
1: let me, let me just, and, and, and I guess we'll be able to end on this note, involving that apparently um, Ant, our our leader, <laughs> our fearless leader, had mentioned on Twitter that the Los Angeles Kings would be a potential trade partner. And moving a guy, like the Rangers came out and said they're looking for a very north-south type player, which is weird because they already have that player in Chris Kreider. Maybe they're looking for someone younger. But then again, Toffoli's really only like, I, I want to say he's only about a year younger than Kreider because I think Kreider's 28 and Toffoli's 27, 26 around that age. Something like that. But, um, you know, the rumors are going around that, well, not rumors per se, but the idea is is that the Rangers could trade a uh, Leah Sanderson for a Tyler Toffoli, uh, who is an unrestricted free agent. He's 28 in He's 28, April, s- by the way. So they're about the same age. But he would probably cost less than Kreider, and Toffoli yeah. could play center. But the point I'm trying to make is this, is that while that's a, a move for like a decent north-south player, my hope is that this trade request by Anderson is one that's just kind of a phony one, and I hope you that, think it's
2: like a bluff.
1: I think it's a bluff. I do because I don't think
2: it's a bluff at but all. But because think about he it. Left the team. Yeah, but you it's know, one what? thing to request a trade and then still play. It's another thing to leave the team. Do you think? Do you think he's gonna come back after the trade freeze? I'm like, I'm sorry, just kidding, guys. Yeah, you
1: honestly, you really never know at this point. I mean, nobody thought Kratzoff was coming back, but he came back. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, know? everybody
2: knew he was coming back. They just didn't think he was coming back this soon.
1: But that—that's the point I'm trying to make. Is nobody thought he would come back this team, soon? It's,
2: but he, it's not like he. But it's not like he left the team for good. Lees answer was out of the Rangers organization, where he thinks he's going to be stuck on the foreign line the whole time. Where in reality, he just isn't playing up to the standard that everybody thinks he has.
1: I just, I just think that it's a. If he
2: I, goes to a less deep team, then yeah, I can agree with you.
1: I I don't know. But I just I think it's a bluff. I I think he's just he's trying still to so young. Yeah, that's but see, the that's the thing, though. It's that he's very young, and he, I don't want to say that he's not in a position to do something like that, because everyone could be in a position to do that, but it just seems so out of place. Yeah. You know, then again... It's we, just, it, we, no one we,
2: no one really expected it to
1: happen. No, no. I mean... <laughs> but that's I, the I,
2: issue. It's like your names are getting t- thrown in th- trade talks all the time. People are saying that you're a bust. People are... Of course he wants out... Because why would you want to get this constant criticism? You aren't even on the team anymore. Yeah, to a certain extent.
1: I don't know. I just I just don't feel it. It's it's very. I don't. I mean, obviously, if they end up trading him, then you know, well, good for him if he ends up finding a place where they can use him and maximize his abilities. If it's not here, because frankly, he's one of the players that I really wanted to see do well here as a Ranger. Me too.
2: I, no, no one really wanted to see him do bad. It's not like no, you were no, angry. Of course not. It's okay, you you wrong. A lot of people are still complaining that they didn't take Casey Middlestat, but he's also. In the AHL. Well, he's also
1: in Rochester for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, so I even, it's not like he's the suggestion it's the same boat. Yeah, I even made the suggestion why don't you just swap them?
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. But yeah. Buffalo Buffalo's won't do gonna do that. that. No, Buffalo sure. won't
1: do that. But, but again,
2: they already have Jimmy VC. They don't need leah Sanderson.
1: Jimmy VC prime goal. Jimmy VC, please. Um, <laughs> no, Jimmy VC was good for the Rangers, but he 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 didn't have a spot here anymore. But uh, basically, just to just to kind of tie everything up here, and, and, and this will be the last thing we say before we go. Basically, it's a sticky situation when it comes to Lea's because. The kid is so young and he definitely does have the potential to be a solid NHL player but the matter at hand is is it going to be here or is it going to be somewhere else you know you can understand why he would feel the way that he would after getting demoted to Hartford but then you also have to understand that hey look you have to produce yeah. as much as much as you can as much as you can be considered a top prospect, you have to back up those numbers.
2: You're not you gonna. Know. You're you're definitely not gonna get more ice time if you're the ice time you're given is extremely poor play.
1: No, exactly. And if you're only putting up, you know, I could you, you can make the case again. You can make the case of being on the fourth line with guys like Smith or you know McKegg or Haley. But you.
2: But it's just but, beating a dead horse at this point.
1: Yeah, exactly. But in that same in that same uh, realm. You need to give the team something to say, hey, that's worthy of a larger look. And it seemed like that wasn't the case. Go down to Hartford, show the team that they're wrong, and then maybe have them reconsider. It's, so, not,
2: it's not uncommon for guys to go up and down and up and down. No, and That's what happened did with Ryan Callahan. It. Yeah, so Callahan, it's not like they Bucinavich. yeah so Callahan,
1: Bucinavich, Miller, Zuccarello did it. It
2: happens. You know? It's just when you're that young, when you're – you you seem like you're the top prospect, and you lose out to like four or five guys in one season. It it I'm sure it's a big hit. It's just
1: no, it's a it's a. If
2: lot. he wants to play somewhere else, if he wants to get a trade, if he decided that that's it, it's over for him. Then fine. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna cry over this because no, same. he isn't the only prospect anymore. It's not just him and Hedo. No, there's so anymore. many more guys that we could be excited for that have higher ceilings. And if he really wants out, then. Best of luck to him. Really, I, I mean it. I'm not gonna be bitter. There's no reason for any Ranger fan to be bitter about it. No. I mean, I, I'm the only person allowed to be bitter, Steve. But you know, <laughs> we know that he's a super fan, <laughs> yeah. so he, I don't think he's ever gonna get over it. But, no. but you know, Lea Anderson. Don't get me wrong. Like the Leah Anderson situation was handled poorly. Obviously, like it, instead of just keeping on the fourth line, they realized that they, he wasn't playing well. They should have just sent out a hard to run away, play with Hito and then when Kratsov came, I play with Kratsov. But It's not a good look. It's really not. It's just it 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 really doesn't look good on the Ranger organization at this moment. But who knows? Maybe he'll go somewhere else to play better or worse or the same. Maybe he'll maybe it's a bluff. But all in all, at the moment, the Rangers can't do anything about Leah Sanderson until trade freezes up on the twenty seventh. And that being said, please, 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 (laughs) please. Please oh, just out already. Please stop with all of this. You guys are, are insufferable. At some points, like you know who you are, right? Typing whatever tweet you want to type. Just look. It happens. It's not the first time any organization has ever lost a prospect because they don't want to be here. Kevin Hayes, Jimmy Vc, Adam Fox,
1: Eric Lindros, three rangers
2: in the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, it <laughs> happens If don't bash a kid because he wants a ba- different scenery Alexei and don't Ashton. bash a guy for coming back to the AHL and playing well <laughs> but to wrap it up I'd say uh, happy holidays to all those who celebrate the Rangers
1: oh jeez you're just obviously. Taking the words right out of my mouth Kevin yeah
2: Gosh. well you started I should finish <laughs> I think that's fair eh, well, the I Rangers guess. have played against Philly uh, however that went who knows? Who knows? And who knows? Wink nudge. Wink nod, wink, nod. wink nudge nudge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hate Kevin Hayes. Um <laughs> Uh the Rangers do not play again until Friday.
1: Against Carolina. Because of the
2: holiday. Yes. Where you say Carolina?
1: It was against Car- it's against Carolina, yeah. Against Carolina.
2: Um, that should be an interesting matchup. Young teams going against each other. I like that team. Should be a fun game to watch. Hopefully Hank does not make, have to make unless 52 if saves unless again. Unless if
1: you're a boomer or someone of older age who doesn't like post-game celebrations. Of yeah, yeah, whatever.
2: Who cares? <laughs> they're, they're having fun. Why does it bother you? Stop it.
1: Yeah. Stop it. I don't,
2: if you don't care, don't
1: watch it. Grr, fun. It, it, it eludes me. How
2: dare they do something different besides raise the sticks? <laughs> raise the sticks like a man. But the Rangers are off for three days. Uh um, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or whatever other holiday that you want to consider, please be safe, be happy, and I guess let's go Rangers.
1: You've been listening to 4B Radio, powered by ForeverBlueShirts.com.
0: old navy now for february's biggest style steal 40 percent off all jeans and tees jeans started just 18 bucks for adults 12 bucks for kids with tees from just seven bucks for adults six bucks for kids all jeans and tees are on sale even your favorite rock star jeans all jeans and all tees are 40 percent off right now don't miss out run into old navy and old navy.com today valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees active license and men's package tees what's going on you have john wanglin one of the hosts of wrestling with reality check out our shows this week on wrestling with reality we have some great shows we have our mma show we look at is Khabib namaga made versus george st pierre a reality why john jones is such a disgrace to the ufc we also have on wcw monday nitro watch along and we take a look back at triple h in his 25 year career in the wwe so check out wrestling with reality on all major podcast outlets The Raiders have moved to Las Vegas, but Raider Nation is worldwide. Hi, Silver and Black Maniacs. I'm Scott Goldbranson, host of Silver and Black Today, the first and only All-Raiders show from the capital of Raider Nation, Las Vegas, Nevada. A-list guests like players and coaches, and the best Raiders talk in the land. Subscribe and listen today
2: if you just want to win, baby. And let's go, Raider Nation.
1: It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests.
2: Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group.